<laughs> wow, that was a really long jingle this, this afternoon. Hi, Jocelyn, how are you? Hey, I'm great, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you, girlfriend. Thanks for being here again. Happy to be your wing woman. <laughs> Perfect. Well, here we are again, Tuesday, 4.30 p.m. Thank you everyone for joining us for Best Coast Business Live. I'm Andrea Geis with the Elite Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. And Jocelyn, you do you think. Jocelyn Brennan. You do me. I'm Jocelyn Brennan with the HRM Corp. And just happy to be here today. What do we've got lined up? Oh, man. We've got many, many guests hanging out in the green room. So we've got Terry Banish with the City of Atascadero Deputy City Manager. We've got Wes Arola, who is going to be our guest, Central Coast Strong, um, Jack and Tiffany Hernandez, and a special guest from Scott Collins, city manager from Morro Bay. And I was trying to do that without looking at all the people's, you know, TV. That perfect. <laughs> That's a great lineup. I'm excited. I'm excited. So should we just go straight into it? Start talking we to should, but I just want to say before we're finished today, I've got to see that puppy. That's all. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. Yes, it will happen. I texted okay. the boys, so I will make sure it happens. I don't know at what point it will, but it will happen today. Okay. That's even better. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Terry! Hey, Andrea. How are you? Awesome. Couldn't be better. How are you? Good. Just in event mode. It's nothing but events these days. <laughs> so it's a little crazy. No, so no, what do you no. want to know first? Hmm. How's your day going so far? It's great. It's beautiful outside, you know? Sunken Gardens looks awesome. Anyway, but planning is March. We're March 1st already, so it's crazy. Um, but we have next weekend, the 12th and 13th, is the Spartan Race and out there in Santa Margarita Ranch. And there's a lot going out there at the trail runs and 10Ks and all kinds of things that you can go to. Uh, visit Tuscadero.com, click on events and you'll see all of our events. We also have our zoo trivia night, which is its second annual coming back to raise money for the zoo and test your animal knowledge. And that is starting at five o'clock till eight. And you get a private, it's a private event. It's about maybe even 100, 200 people of that outside and they'll have different brews and you know regular drinks um, as well people don't want to drink but it'll be test your knowledge against the zookeepers so yeah how did uh, you guys come up with that who was the brain uh, that one it's the zookeepers it's actually Flavia Parati and she does quite an amazing job with different events and Alan Baker the zoo director there so try and you know sign up for that it's 30 bucks individuals 125 for a group and it's a lot of fun. You can, you know, we can have different city managers participate. <laughs> Just their knowledge. Anyway, that's happening. And then we have at her table on Sunday, uh, March 13th, come downtown to Tascadero. It's a full week of um, Women's Week in the restaurant service industry. And there, there's a ton of different events that they have from March 6th through the 13th. Um, that kicks off this coming weekend. And also um, Dead Oak Brewing is a part of that as well. That event happens earlier, but they just have a great lineup. It's at hertable.com. You can also find that at visitedtoffcadero.com under events. 
And that will be about, I don't know, I think they have almost 20 plus vendors. Um, it'll be 12 to 5 on Sunday, March 13th. It's free to attend. There'll be music, live entertainment. Come downtown, see all of our businesses. If you haven't been downtown to talk to get in a while, now's the time. Come support everybody out there. And that's kind of a lot right there. Just, you know, a lot to do coming up. And we'll give you this weekend off, kind of. But March 6th, they'll kick off the following week without her table. So, Harry, mm -hmm. can you? Can you talk a little bit more about At Her Table? What is that about? Where did the name come from? I know it's, you know, Women's Month, but what is At Her Table specifically about? It is celebrating Women's Restaurant Week. So when you're in the service industry, it's all about that. And they have, I mean, a full lineup of just really celebrating women that are in business, whether you're co-owned business or a business on your own, and they have events throughout the county. So it's pretty, it's hard for me to comment on it. I'm not their, you know, their person, but if you go to their website at hertable.com, there's a full website on uh, women in the uh, service industry dedicated to all different kinds of restaurants and beverage industry all of it. So definitely take some time to look at that because there's quite yeah, a I, I looked at it earlier and I was like, I can't choose which one of these I want to go to. They all look so amazing. They really do. You got to scroll down to the kind of to the bottom and then they start all the updates and that her table street festival, which will be a Tascadero. They have a hidden kitchen sunrise market. They have uh, celebrating 50 women. So there's quite a bit on there. Um, it's just really a cool thing. So they'll be talking about it more and more on on variety of different media throughout this coming week. So we'll hear a lot about it. Sounds awesome. That's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of it. I mean, I could go in to get your tickets for the Central Coast Craft Beer Festival. That's March 26th. We have Monster Skate March 26th at A-Town Skate Park. We have quite a bit going on. So there's, we're not at a loss for things to do. And then we're kicking off the spring concert series, but we'll talk more about that next week when we get a little closer to this stuff so sounds like a good plan i like it thank you all right thanks i appreciate being on thanks for all the updates see you soon you're welcome thanks, <laughs> all right guest time is it time to see wes meet Wes. i i am ready and i know he's got some ties to a lot of people on this call too tiff and jack know him very well <laughs> All right. Do you want me to do the intro? Uh, well, I actually, I will, I would be very privileged and honored to introduce our city manager for the lovely city of Warro Bay, Mr. Scott Collins. Is he coming on next? I know. Thank you, Mr. Scott Collins. <laughs> I think we're getting there. I think oh, no. Sorry. What, is, was Wes next? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I should leave this big important stuff to you guys. No, no. Okay, let's go back to Wes Arola. Yes. So uh, we are very <laughs> sorry. We're doing great. We're doing great. Yes, Wes, here we are. Welcome to welcome to Best Coast Business Live. Thank you for being here today. Good to be here. I'm excited to talk with you all. Oh, you look like you've been busy with all those plans in the back. Definitely been busy, yeah. Um, in fact, last month was probably one of my busiest months uh, thus far. So it's going to show that this coming year doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. Um, mm, that's a but, good thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so you, um, you're based out of, are you in San Luis Obispo? I know where you live and I know where your office is, but. Yeah. So I have a home office in Napomo, at my house in Napomo, and then I also share an office in Atascadero. So kind of a split desk system up there. 
-hmm. with a, an architect and a Tascadero, um, but I do work all over the state. So um, it's such a virtual workplace nowadays, as we all know. Um, I'm working with architects and design teams throughout the state on various projects ranging from um, commercial developments, hospitality projects, to um, what I would say my primary focus, at least right now, based on the market, is um, custom homes, high-end residential. Um, and yeah, that, that market is just exploding right now. Um, so we, yeah, we're, we're familiar with that too. <laughs> Well, that's good. Sounds like you're staying really busy. Super busy. A lot of really exciting projects, um, ways that I'm finding, uh, you know, certain ways to challenge my creativity and do things uh, slightly differently or, or add value to projects in kind of a unique way um, so that designs and these outdoor spaces I'm helping to create um, are, there's some unexpected items to them or unexpected ways um, to kind of change the style, so so things uh, do have uh, a bit of slight character change uh, rather than you know trendy or or certain things. So some timeless timeless fun ideas. Um, I, I definitely notice um, trends and and changes in those trends just as far as uh, input from my clients and and their sort of wish list and and program. Um, where where certain folks are prioritizing their budgets as far as construction costs. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, you know, everyone's focused on kind of that California lifestyle, and there's a lot of transplants coming to this area um, from the Bay Area, from out of state, from a lot of um, Southern California. But of course, everyone's um, coming here because it's just, you know, such a great place to to live and you know folks are transplanting here to to continue to you know carry on their professional lives it's a great place to work as well and nowadays with virtual workplace you know everyone's just coming to this area because um, it's just such a desired location but um, you know with with the climate and with just that sort of lifestyle in mind people are looking for landscapes and outdoor spaces that really facilitate that lifestyle um and there i would say uh, there's definitely a trend and clientele of mine are certainly prioritizing those outdoor spaces over indoor spaces so of course you know their focus is on the architecture and interiors but they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars just on pools just on building a pool mm -hmm. um, or you know an outdoor living area where they can entertain um, for host, friends, family, or, you know, other uh, work colleagues and work events. Um, a lot of, there's another trend that I'm, I'm starting to notice, which is, you know, maybe not such a surprise, but folks investing in real estate here simply just to turn them into um, vacation rentals. Mm -hmm. So I've been working on this past year, I've probably worked on close to a dozen properties that were solely intended to be vacation rentals from the start. Um, so with those, a lot of that is totally marketed online, right? It's social media, it's listings on VRBO, Airbnb, and it's all about those money shot, super cool kind of eye-catching moments um, 
in the landscape and on those properties, right? So it's outdoor spaces are really driving um, th those sort of listings and the interest and, and, you know, getting them to be clickable, right? So right. people want to see those really cool outdoor spaces um, and, and it really helps kind of flourish as a destination for those properties. And, and I couldn't agree more. The, the microclimate that we live in, and especially on days like today, wouldn't anyone just want to spend more time outside? Get soak up the vitamin D. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, since I kind of fumbled your introduction, can you tell us the name of your company? And I'm guessing it's a uh, acronym for your initials. And then I'm also super curious what is the most unique thing that someone has installed recently in their outdoor space? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, so yes, my, my business name is just Westerola Landscape, Architecture, Landscape Architecture. Um, so it's easy just to, to shorten that up to WALA. So it was W-A-L-A, but for some reason, everyone wants to call it WALA. So I'm kind of running with it. <laughs> You're rolling with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a new thing. Um, I've, I've worked locally uh, with some large architecture and engineering firms and uh, up in the Bay Area. And then I worked uh, with a firm down in Montecito for a while. So it's been about, I'm about a year out of the, the gates of the corporate world. Um, and I'm, it's been a, a very, very good, good adjustment for me. And I'm excited for where it's going to take me. It was already a really great um, past year. Um, but as far as the most unique um, items, I would say uh, more recently would be um, a lot of people are into, have you guys heard of the cold plunge? So it's kind of a health and wellness type thing. Yeah. And, uh, we had a client, this was down in Montecito, but um, he basically ended up with three pools. So it was a traditional swimming pool. It was kind of a, a large, just like party spa. And then he had this cold plunge. So a whole separate system. And it was, uh, you know, as it sounds, as you immerse yourself in a, you know, almost freezing cold water. And it's, you know, of course, there's certain physical things that happen and it's supposed to be really good for your health and wellness. So, um, you know, that, Obviously, that wasn't a cheap component to, to that, but uh, I would say that's one of the more unique things. It's um, fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We did that at our family's house in Bakersfield in January, sitting in a hot tub and then just deciding to jump in the pool. And it was actually, it felt really good. Yeah. I have yeah. so many follow-up questions on that, but I won't, I'll <laughs> My sister-in-law literally like rolled out of the hot tub. Like in Montecito, you could just run and jump in the ocean, but okay. <laughs> Yeah. How do you keep it cold? I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's so that was a whole separate system that kept it um, just borderline freezing cold. Um, that's, that's what he wanted. Wow. So, uh, but of course, was, I'm sorry, know, go ahead. Um, more of the common items, of course, are you know outdoor living areas with um, various components. So a lot of people are into pizza ovens or they're using pizza ovens not even to cook pizza. There, there's a lot of fun things you can do in a pizza oven besides just pizza. Um, some fun desserts and things. So um, that's definitely become a popular item. Uh, and um, although we 
are still in a drought. I think for some reason people are starting to ignore that in a way or I'm noticing and everyone wants pools now. Everybody wants pools and natural grass is coming back uh, whether or not and I, you know as much as I try and be responsible and kind of advocate for uh, perhaps the better approach um, I'd say more in the, the high-end custom kind of homes people really desire that estately feel um, so yeah, natural lawns are coming back, which you know, there's certain irrigation uh, approaches that uh, you know will allow for that to happen and not be so so water um, high water demand. Um, are you finding those pools in this area or all up and down California? I would say all throughout California, but certainly um, I would say eight out of ten projects, um, you know, custom residential projects. Uh, over, I call it over the grade. So, you know, the Tascadero and, and through the Paso area, they're all, they all have pools, or at least they're planning for a pool and making, um, you know, provisions for a, a pool to happen. Um, but I think it just comes back to these folks coming to this area um, with, with sort of the motive or the, the vision that this is their destination, you know, they've made it. They're, they're moving here to kind of reside here and have that hospitality-like experience at home or a property that helps, you know, kind of uh, serve as a catalyst to just relaxation and, and being away from the metropolitan areas. Mm -hmm. um, so certainly a pool makes sense uh, over the grade and then I do a lot of work in like Arroyo Grande, Edna Valley area, and North County, Santa Barbara, um, and in those areas where it does tend to get warmer, and, and um, a lot of those will have pools as well. So, well, can I may I ask a question? <laughs> do you have a memorable job that you had ever done, or your most favorite one? Because I'm sure you've got probably a plethora of different designs and different things yeah. that you've done over the years. Um, I would say uh, it's just kind of something that is a bit nostalgic or, or is fun to, uh, I like to tell the story because it helps folks understand just the range of what landscape architects really do. Um, of course, you know, some folks might think that it's just residential and I design people's backyards, which I do, um, but I've worked on such a wide range of projects. Um, I did an internship down in Scottsdale, Arizona, and one of my first days, um, I was immediately working on a water park in Dubai that had um, a false river that you could kayak down. It had a wave pool that you can surf on. It had what looked to be this huge like racetrack, and I kept like, oh, okay, they're gonna have you know donut or uh, go karts or something. And said, so, oh no, that's the uh, that's the wakeboarding track. <laughs> So they had this sort of tram that would pull you, tow you, and you would go around this huge loop and you could wakeboard. And so it's just like kind of like the extreme sports enthusiast, just um, it, it was just a little bit overwhelming of just <laughs> that and just you know, like, holy smokes and seeing all the renderings. And, you know, it was a, a design team from throughout the world, right? So you're seeing the guys working on the wave pool and then you know the resort designer and there's a whole hospitality component to it so 
it was just this huge dousing of like, holy smokes, like I, I can do a lot more than um, just kind of what, what uh, the standard landscape architect or what I've been slightly exposed to in school. So that was a, a, just a really fun uh, kind of surge of excitement. And I, I worked on that project a little bit that summer and um, that was a fun, really fun internship. I got exposed to some really large, um, high, high profile projects. Um, yeah. Then, uh, up in the Bay Area, when I worked in the Bay Area after graduating Cal Poly, I did a lot of commercial office campus work. So um, I helped redesign Google's world headquarters there, uh, kind of by the Shoreline Amphitheater. Um, so, you know, sitting side by side with the head of global real estate with Google was, you know, a little bit intimidating, but it just, you know, at 24 years old, right, close out as close, it just being immersed right away in, in, the, in that world was um, pretty fun and, and fun to report back to, you know, friends and family and be proud of. So with with those experiences, I think I, I felt obviously some confidence, but also just like some really good awareness of, of where I could take this thing. And um, I would say right now my focus is, is local and um, I think driven by this local market and this pattern of people coming here as a destination, but um, I'm, I'm proud that I've got my network and I can kind of reach out if I need to as things start to, sim to simmer down in this area, but I sure don't, don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, I think we, we're all fortunate to live in this area and everyone else is trying to kind of chase that dream down now. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. I know when I'm wow. on the freeway, I'm like, what? Do we need to widen this? Or I know it's a beautiful ocean that's right there, but there's, it feels like the 405 on a Friday at 4.30 coming in just from San Luis down to Pismo. Just brutal, but we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it with the ocean view, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Wes, last question before we move on to our next guest, but I'm just wondering if in your field you're um, facing the same like supply chain delay, delivery delays that they are in the construction, traditional construction um, industry. Certainly, yes. And I, um, although I focus on the design, I work closely with um, several local landscape contractors and um, they definitely are experiencing um, some of the materials that are would otherwise be very common. And, you know, you just swing by the landscape supply place and just uh, assume that you can grab some more of this or that. Um, whether or not it's limited supply, the prices have gone up ridiculously, um, double or plus 60 to 80% on certain items. Um, trucking has definitely been an issue uh, as far as uh, things like natural stone coming from the Midwest. Um, a lot of my projects, um, we're using large specimen trees, whether they're olive trees or other types of trees. Um, and of course the trees are readily available, but the trucking that, you know, there's not just limit, those limitations, uh, we're definitely feeling it. And with that, it definitely impacts the projects. Um, so, uh, and then also just kind of on the design side and on, on more so the office side, 
a lot of people are are struggling to find uh well back on the construction side of course there's a shortage of laborers but also just on the office side there's a shortage of staff um, everyone's everyone's hiring i mean i although i'm self-employed now i'm i'm getting contacted on linkedin and, and through other uh, uh you know that people are are looking for help so that's good okay. um, but I think uh, right away you have to manage the expectations of the clients. If if they're very, uh, you know, excited, they're expecting to spend all this money. They've got this property. They finally, you know, landed on the central coast or or whatever, and you know, they, they now have to realize that they're going to to uh, to kind of navigate that process slightly differently with some patience. Um, mm -hmm. because things are are certainly backed up. Well, I know that they're in good hands with you. We'll have to drop your um, website and contact information in the um, thread. But thank you for being here today and telling us I'm still like my mind is still boggled by the polar plunge pool or whatever it's called. Um, I think that's amazing. So keep up the good work. And thank you for talking to us today about uh, all the landscape architecture projects that you're working on, Wes. We appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Wes. And just one quick question too. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Besides your yeah, I uh, definitely am active on social media, Instagram, and then also uh, I have a website. It's just uh, wesarola.com. Um, and hopefully you guys can share that. But um, yeah, I'm always, always looking for opportunities. It's a sure. uh, good time. Well, we so appreciate you being here today. And thank you for sharing all your wonderful stories. I apologize if you guys hear a snoring dog in the background, but I was realizing, uh-oh, they can probably hear it on the Zoom. I can't so. hear it. I just want to see it. <laughs> okay, real quick. Yes, drum roll. Oh. <laughs> he's like, Mom, I woke up from my nap for this. What and is he doing? still going by Bruiser? Yes. Yes, he is. Okay. And he's living up to his name, too. I trip over him all the time. All the time. And he has like a little collar on and everything. Well, anyway, he'll be back. I'm gonna let him sleep a little bit more before he has to like run out to the to the backyard. So everyone, now is our little segment where, where we feature Central Coast Strong and um, Jack and Tiffany Hernandez. So they are going to be joining us in just a few minutes to talk about their adventure that they had done this past week. As soon as the banner goes away. And then we'll have Scott. Weekly Central well. Coast Strong Spotlight. So this week we're at my house. So um, this has been, I think I counted this morning, we're about two and a half years into a remodel now. But one of um, the, one thing that we had done here is these beautiful posts. And we wanted to invite you, Jeff, because you're amazing. Thank but you. you do all kinds of different iron designs. So Jeff Timmer with Central Coast Coastal Iron Design. There I want go. to call you Central because we're Central <laughs> Coast Town Bay. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, so it's Coastal Iron Design, Jeff. I just I go by Jeff in my phone, but now I have put the actual actual business name so I don't mess that up. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit about. Oh wow! Hey, timing. <laughs> 
I'm laughing that that's the clip he sent when I can't even remember the business name of who I'm talking to. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I thought that was Is he getting grilled just now? Like that's the one? That's yeah. The one. Yeah. 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 I think I was trying. And, I, and the funny part about it was right before I did it, I go, okay, your business name is Coastal Iron Design. And I was like, well... Today we're going to change it. Yeah, no, I want it. I want it. I'm so used to saying Central Coast Strong, I think. I wanted to make it Central Coast. I was like, <laughs> we're going to have a new business name for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, hey, it was great hearing um, Wes. So, actually, he has done the um, architect plans for, for our house. So, we're super excited. And he's amazing. He's so talented. I would definitely get on his Instagram because on his stories, he'll post like certain things he's doing and pro and projects because I'm always like, Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. I think I've changed probably five times already on what <laughs> I want to add to my house. Although that lazy, like that. Yeah. That lazy river thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Why not? <laughs> I'm close to the ocean. Can we just like, so, so Jeff, um, Timmer, he does iron designs. He actually started with larger projects and then he got married. And if you listen to the whole Central Coast Strong, he does addresses for homes. Like his wife kind of made it more like her little Etsy store also. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot of different type of items. But um, I literally, when we were getting ready to, we demoed a deck and when we redid it, I, I was in Shell Beach and um, I was driving by a house. I just took a picture and I was like, I want, I kind of had to explain to him what I wanted. There was like portions of it and he like just totally nailed it. And he's, he's really cool. And it was even um, like after he did them, I'm like, can we, cause you know how like uh, we, it gets really windy um, here. And a lot of people will put the plexiglass for, for windshield. Mm -hmm. But then it gets that like um, foggy and yucky looking. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen that. It looks mm -hmm. like it needs replacing. So we made it really cool where we can remove it. Mm -hmm. So we can put it up or remove it. That's so that idea. way, when it starts, I might have a bit of OCD. And so if it gets like some little spots on it, like I just get a new piece. <laughs> wow, that's so smart. Eight? I know. And it's easy to do, yeah. easy to maneuver. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he created it himself. So he just he molded yeah. it his own way. Uh, yeah. he, he hasn't done it before. So you had to get a little bit creative. So yeah. it's pretty cool yeah. watching it go, you know, mm -hmm. evolve. And then it was, so it really sounds like he can do like custom. Like if you have an oh. idea, he can likely create yeah. it. Definitely. Yeah. So, amazing. so Wes had designed this structure that's going to come off of our it's going to be for like an outdoor kitchen and a little bit of like protected shade area and um it was really cool like to watch them bounce off each other I mean just so creative and amazing and so I highly recommend Wes also which was a great surprise to see him on here today <laughs> we like him and he and he's he's um I mean, anything like I literally will be like, um, what kind of pot do I need right here? <laughs> or like, you know, you, you see the whole picture, but you don't want to mess up as you're designing your yard. 
and you start to question everything you do and he has an eye that's amazing and we mean literal pots by the way like clay pots okay guys not clay <laughs> not that one not that <laughs> not that so so yeah that was a different type of gardening yeah. so we forgot to do a giveaway this week so I apologize I it was a little bit warm and windy I think I was just kind of okay. going through it so next week we'll Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. Our next week one, if, I'm not yeah. sure if you'll if people if we'll be able. It to might do be it. really windy because we're we're going to be on the airport uh, strip. Yeah. So that'll be really. Yeah. What are you guys be, doing there? Yeah, so we're doing uh, SunWest Aviation, and what they do is they teach aspiring pilots. I mean, oh god, pilots or pirates or both? Pirates. Oh my god, yes, pilots. <laughs> <laughs> You okay. guys, you guys just have us on here because we're entertained. Right? <laughs> you guys are great. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to be a pirate, tune in <laughs> Thursday. Oh I'll wear my eye patch. Bruising <laughs> <Bruce laughs> in full costume. Just get ready. Right? <laughs> Next week we'll have a patch on our eye. <laughs> or just <laughs> when you go on Thursday, take eye patches with you. <laughs> So that's for the pilot. Hey, that's a good idea. They'll be like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think he meant pilot. Yes, I, I meant that. Related. It's going to be 1230, so mm -hmm. Thursday, I believe. Um, and yeah, March 3rd. Yeah, so there are a young couple of flight instructors, um, the Settles. And so they recently um, have taken over this aviation school and um mm -hmm. they've been at it i think in the beginning of covid huh? uh, yeah it's like they switch companies we'll learn all about it yeah. when we go but i don't know this could be this could be interesting um, i don't know i don't i don't i get i i mean obviously we couldn't stay streaming if we were on an airplane right like we would lose in airplane mode maybe it would <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. I'll let you know how <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah, let you know. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll probably be very scuffy. Uh, yeah. plane, but yeah. who knows? Maybe in the future. <laughs> Never, yeah, technology yeah. is ever changing. Well, that's exciting. Very, very cool. How did you guys yeah. come about with that or decide that? And um, actually, um, they are clients of ours through. Mm -hmm. um, so we met them, and you know, you start to get to know your clients and we're like wow that's fascinating like yeah. this would be fun oh yeah cool what my my husband has always wanted to get his pilot license so i just started asking a gazillion questions and then jack's like hey we should have them on central coast strong i was like yeah that would be cool i think that's a lot of people a lot of people want that's something that it, they they dream about is getting oh, their yeah. pilot's license mm-hmm Mm -hmm. I am not one of them, but I, I, I don't like that loss of control. Even it's taken a long time to get used to going into airplanes and airports, but yeah, and I know they're more safe yeah. than driving. You're afraid of heights. I, I am deathly afraid of heights. Well, I wouldn't I just, recommend being a yeah. pirate, you know? I feel like I'm a little challenged just driving. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, don't really want to put me in charge of an aircraft. Yeah, you don't want to be a pilot. I mean, yeah. uh, pilot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for the amazing stuff that you're doing. It's always a, such a treat to have you on and yeah. have it, your featured video pre-recorded. So good job yeah. on the technology stuff there. 
So yeah, I think I can forward to that one. That'll be a good one. I think I need to like figure out how to do those little clips so I can put a fun clip of you. <laughs> ah, yeah, I got all the power there. <laughs> Silly thing. Well, thank you guys for having us on. And again, Central Coast Strong, if you, it's a Facebook group. Um, please um, join. We would love to see you. If you have a business, we would like to hear about your small business. So bring it. Bring, bring it. it. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good evening. Thank you. All right. You guys take care. Bye. Bye, Bruce. Jocelyn, do you want to do the honors again? Okay, well, I was really clearly overly excited to introduce Scott, so I will do it twice. That's how special you are, Scott, as city manager of our um, beautiful city, Morro Bay, here in San Luis Obispo County. Scott, welcome. Hey there, Jocelyn and Andrea. Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks for being here. Of course. Excited Great. to be here. Yeah. Are you Look. at work right now? Looks like you're in an office. Uh, yeah, I've been in this office for almost two years now. I haven't left. Uh, since COVID. Ever? Yeah. So I haven't been home yet. So I don't know what's going on in the world. Uh, just kidding. Now, this is my office. It's uh, it's a humble humble office, but it works for Morro Bay. Yes. Tell us what's going on in Morro Bay. There's what a lot of stuff happening. What isn't going on? Um, it's so interesting to hear Wes's discussions uh, about what's going on with his clients, because I feel like a lot of that is playing out. And then the city's sort of dealing with that, right? Like. Mm -hmm. the intense interest in moving here and what does that do to home prices and what does that do for workforce and what does that do for vacation rentals and finding the balance uh, between that and the people who actually live here and want to enjoy themselves and not have party people in their neighborhood every weekend you know so it's a uh, it's a very interesting tension to, to try to manage and the housing part of course uh, talking to all of my fellow city managers and others who work in this space of housing, how to encourage more production in a way that doesn't destroy the very thing that draws people here and want, it makes people want to stay here, right? Um, all the things that we enjoy that it's a small town uh, feel, but it's hip and it's exciting and there's a lot of good stuff going on. So it's trying to find the balance and all that. I feel like we spent a lot of time on. And then we're also poised to potentially be a green hub for for the for California, whether it's offshore wind development or potential battery storage facility at the old power plant. Um, there's just a lot of interest there, and hotel development and, and the like. Um, so a little little sleepy town, a uh, fishing village in Morro Bay, is, is certainly feels like uh, we're we're moving in a new direction and. Um, you know, our community is concerned about that, wants to be engaged in that. And thankfully, uh, we, we provide that venue for them to share their opinions and thoughts. But it is very interesting time to be involved in city management, especially <laughs> when you factor in COVID-19, which I feel like, you know, I don't I want to say we're at the end, but I feel like we've already been here before. So, yeah, I'm not even going to say anything <laughs> more about that. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely put. You, you all know what I'm talking about, so I'm not going <laughs> to jinx it. No, yeah. let's not jinx it. Yeah. I did that on a, on a football game with a text with Ron and Fred before, and the Niners ended up losing because I said, they're wow. up. So that like, was your fault. Okay. It was totally my yeah. fault. It, I had a feeling it was you. Okay. <laughs> I digress. <Didn't> <laughs> I want to know what's happening with the smokestacks. Yeah, everybody wants to know. Okay, so uh, I'll try to present this in a way that's understandable and without all the jargon, but ultimately the power plant site is owned by Vistra Corp, which is a Texas energy firm that it did the reverse migration and, and came out to California 
to, to get into our energy market. Everybody else seems to think going to Texas is great, but perhaps they, they know something that those Californians that are eager to leave you know, haven't learned yet about how great California is and how great a place it is to do business. So they own several key assets in California, including Moss Landing and Oakland power plants. They have built a battery storage facility, a couple of them up in Moss Landing, and they're interested in doing that here. Um, and part of our discussions with them over the last couple of years is, okay, what do you do with the older facilities? Um, their plan is to tear down the old uh, power plant, and they understood that the Stacks has some historical and cultural and, um, you know, other just symbioticness of, of people coming here their whole lives and always thinking of the three stacks and a rock is I was just going to throw up the signs. Right. I, I'm not going to do that. That's <laughs> a gang sign, but uh, my police chief has told me at least it is, but um, nonetheless, like we understand that there's that cultural significance. So we had a really good discussion with our community and also with the, the power plant owners and look, you know, they have every intention of tearing this thing down so they can redevelop that part of the property. Uh, it's in their best interest financially to do so, but um, if we wanted to keep the stacks, they would be glad to hand those over to us. And along with that, all the costs associated with maintaining, insuring, uh, and eventually tearing down, which would be in the multi-millions of dollars. And, you know, uh, our council felt that wasn't necessarily in the best interest of our community. So uh, grand scheme of things, there would be part of a future teardown of the, the entire uh, existing power plant. When that happens is anybody's guess, but you know the agreement we have with them is that they'd be torn down by the end of 2027 or they pay us $3 million. So there's a financial incentive for them to move, not super quickly, but we, you know, uh, begin the process because uh, I know people have this grandiose idea that you know, if they're gonna come down, it's gonna be this big implosion. Uh, being that we're in California and we, we care about things like the environment, uh, it won't be an implosion, it'll be a, a teardown, like a very methodical teardown so that asbestos isn't released into our community. And so it'll take like six months or longer to actually complete the process. So a lot, lot of work to be done. So that's that's what's going on with the smokestacks. Oh, what about the Embarcadero? There's like some new businesses and stuff going in, right? Or uh, yeah, new, new hotel developments. One's already complete, one's underway, another one in concept. Um, so again, I think, as I mentioned at the outset, there's a lot of interest in the central coast and, and Morro Bay is definitely a hot, hot commodity. We've heard that from real estate brokers saying, you know, that it is, and commercial loan, uh, banks that this is a, a really hot time for Morro Bay. Now, you know, we're not never going to be Pismo. We don't want to be Pismo, but there's definitely some, um, improvements that can be made and the waterfront it just really needs it. And there's been revitalization that's occurred over the last you know, five to 10 years, and we'd like to see that continue. Mm -hmm. um, the city also owns a, a, a major parcel down in the waterfront that could potentially be a, a higher end hotel, you know, 100 plus rooms. So uh, that's exciting. And as I mentioned, the whole power plant, which is part of the waterfront as well. Um, with that, we're also looking at how we can invest in the things that support our harbor, like the the docks and the piers that support commercial and recreational fishing, which is very popular, um, you know, that all that stuff is really old. And so we need to be able to invest in those things and make our waterfront possible. So that's going to be a big focus in the next couple of years. That'll be good. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, everybody likes to walk down there and, you know, go shopping and go paddleboarding and surfing, all that good stuff. So we want to make sure that's here for the next generation and beyond. I love Morro Bay and I think the rock is just so dramatic and gorgeous. Like there's just nothing, nothing like it. And it's one of the places that you can see the most sea otters, which happen to also be a bit, you can tell I'm an animal person. I love the sea otters, but yeah. um, anything you want to mention as far as upcoming events? I know Terry yeah, listed off a bunch of stuff. She's like, no, I'm, I'm, jealous of, I'm jealous of Terry <laughs> and all of her events. I'm like, gosh, dang it. you know, like now I got to like, we're going to one up. I got to one up a town. Um, you can't want to so whatever you got uh, you know there's the uh this is Morro bay okay uh, the epitome of Morro bay there's a gr annual garage sale oh okay. April, right? yeah people love it they come from all over the world or whatever and you know buy other people's stuff and um it's been a big <laughs> event for what they're treasures yes thank you yes uh, you're a better salesperson than i am but <laughs> Uh, that's coming up, uh, I believe, at the end of this month. And then um, I believe also the car show is coming back in May and the Kite Festival. All, all this is coming up in the next couple months. Again, I'm not like Terry. I'm not a cool salesperson, but <laughs> we do have some events coming back. We all missed all these events last year. Um, and so it's so great to, to be able to, to congregate around these uh, significant events and discussions about the, the annual uh, market. Uh, Avocado Margarita Festival. Um, what do we want to do with the Harbor Festival? You know, some some big questions like that. We're also we'll be talking with Iron Man about a potential event in Morro Bay. Um, that's all I can say about that. But yeah. I just want to. I just think of Tony Stark when you say Iron Man. That's who that is, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Different it's Iron Man, but sure, I'll go. With I that. know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of things i mean beyond those events obviously there's a lot a lot to see and do um you know on the waterfront in downtown uh Morro bay so uh, mm -hmm. any any week it seems like it it feels like it's summer again all the hotels are full it's uh, crazy and it's that's, that's just, good though it's, it's yeah. good for the community and tot and all of that Absolutely. i love Morro bay it has a very special place in my heart so Fantastic. It's the best city in the best county and the best state of the world. You know, that's what I like to say. So. Done, done, and done. Mary can't say anything because she's muted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so appreciate your time and thanks for sticking with us through the end and, you know, getting ready to get home to the family now. So thank you very much. I'm yeah. excited to see you and all the good things happening in Morro Bay. It never stops, does it? It doesn't. It's a lot of fun. It's exciting. And a lot of people say, hey, your, your job's really hard. And I said, it is, but it's, it's an exciting job and it's a, the best place to work. So love it here. You got a lot of great people too. <laughs> did you see Terry? I did. I know. She didn't get me. <laughs> awesome. All right, I'm sure, um, do you want anyone to email you or you'd rather have them call? Uh, a lot of people already do, but if anybody, you know, had any questions about what I offered, um, my email is scollins at morrobayca.gov. So um, I know it's not fan mail. It's usually the opposite, but I, <laughs> I learn a lot from those emails, believe it or not. Come on, send Scott some fan mail about how great Morro Bay is. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, totally deserves it. No, no. Well, thank th you, thanks for your time, Jocelyn and Andrea. It's a pleasure talking with both of you. Thank you. you. All right.